You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media and editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at NOLA, Jake on Twitter, here with you all on this now Wednesday hump day here in the Crescent City, but it's an exciting day because yesterday, the Pelicans introduced a lot of their new acquisitions. Yes, Derek Favors was introduced alongside with the three guys coming over in the Los Angeles Lakers deal, Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart, and Brandon Ingram. There were also some other transactional news that we will touch on as well. So we're going to recap that press conference. We're going to talk about some of Anthony Davis's comments, try and make a little bit more sense over those before we kind of just move on from there. Then some one or two more things from Summer League. Zion's rating in 2K was unveiled. Is it too high, too low, just right? I'll let you guys know in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. So before we get to the introductory press conference, this coming Sunday around 4 p.m. Central, going to do another live stream on Twitch. So if you want to follow along with that, it's going to be live, it's interactive, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to have some other guests on the show as well with an entirely different setup than if you watched the one pre-draft post-lottery that I did, where it was just my face. We've got a brand new setup, going to have guests, it's going to be a lot of fun. We'll go for at least an hour. That's on twitch.tv slash nola underscore j twitch.tv slash nola underscore jake if you give me a follow on there it'll alert you when we go live with it but it's going to be around 4 p.m central on sunday i am excited this is going to be a lot of fun we'll do these regularly most likely different times so that people can watch live when they get the chance to uh, along with a rotating cast of guests i think is going to be really fun too it's interactive so you'll be able to submit questions there we'll be able to answer them for you so i'm very excited to do this and we'll have a whole lot to talk about given the Pelicans very busy offseason. So we had the introductory press conference for four of your newest New Orleans Pelicans. Again, Derek Favors, Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, and Josh Hart all there being unveiled alongside David Griffin at a press conference at the facility on airline yesterday. Yes, you've seen the pictures. They were all smiling. It's a little bit different than the trade with the Clippers that brought in Eric Gordon, Al Farouk Aminu, and Chris Kamen to New Orleans for Chris Paul a number of years ago. Yeah, that was a good feeling to see them all look very happy. So let's start with Lonzo Ball. And David Griffin did a very good job of, again, setting expectations for this team. We talked a little bit about that yesterday and how he's been really trying to talk things down some to not set the expectations too high. And again, Vegas came out with their over-under in wins was 37 and a half. It's not predicting how many they're going to finish with, but it's to try and entice you to bet on both sides of it, ensuring the best return for Vegas. But if you look at these, these have been pretty somewhat accurate in the past. So don't just say it's not representative of the team. If everyone thinks the team's going to win 44 games, they're going to put that line at 44 games, not at 37 and a half. So there's a big disparity there. So keep that in mind. And maybe that comes from David Griffin kind of trying to downplay expectations with the team. With Lonzo Ball, he talked about, and the quote is, he's a truly special defensive guard and a special rebounding guard. 
and really setting the expectations of that's what he's going to be doing. He's not here to come and light it up scoring-wise or anything else like that. This is a guy who's very good defensively, is going to be paired next to Drew Holiday, and they hope that the offense that this team is going to run will allow him to really flourish. And that's being in that up-tempo, high-paced offense, something that Lonzo Ball's skill set really should do well with. It maximizes his passing and transition, which we've seen is very good, makes the right read, makes the right pass, but it also minimizes the weaknesses that he has, which is the shooting stroke and the free throw shooting and his aggressiveness that comes from that. And I've talked a lot about it here. This is a guy who won't drive and attack because he's scared of getting fouled and going to the line. He doesn't even finish through contact particularly well, so he doesn't attack then too because he knows it's more likely to get fouled than getting an and one and at least getting some points. It's an empty possession almost for the team if he misses both free throws after getting sent to the line on a layup attempt. But you put him in transition, this is a guy who can score a little bit easier around the rim because it's less crowded, fewer people there. And it's a way for him to avoid all of those issues. So I think that's a really great fit. I think there's a reason they're very high on him. The concerns about him have also been the injury history. He has yet to play 100 games in the NBA, right at 99. Two years, it's not too great. But with the new training staff, the new medical staff here in New Orleans, you have to figure that it will hopefully improve. And he says he's about a week or so away, two weeks maybe, from being able to resume all basketball-related activities. So overall, that's going to make you feel pretty good about him succeeding next year. This is a guy who had a very good collegiate season at UCLA before kind of going to the mess that was the Los Angeles Lakers. In terms of Brandon Ingram, he seems to maybe be your opening day small forward. David Griffin had high praise for Ingram saying, you know, I think Brandon's ability as an elite playmaker and long defender is going to make him able to play at multiple positions. Positional versatility, we know that's something the Pelicans value very highly. He was good last year. Look, don't get me wrong. He's not the most efficient guy out there, but he can get you points. 18.3 points per game, 5.1 rebounds, and he did that while also putting in three assists. We've talked a little bit about it, and it's going to be a debate we'll actually probably have on the live stream too of does he start or does he come off the bench and maybe lead that second unit this is a guy who's passing ability and has some chance to play maybe a point forward role that you could have him run with that second unit and put up that those kind of assist numbers and facilitate the offense he's good in that way don't get me wrong and he's long you have Kevin Durant who said when I when he played him one time that it was like looking into a mirror that is very very high praise he did not shoot the ball particularly well he's a good E field goal percentage because he gets to the rim and he can get to the free throw line a good bit. But last season, he shot just 33% from deep. That's not great, but he did have a stretch early on in 2019 uh, where he shot above 42% from deep. So he's capable of doing it. And maybe it's just a rhythm thing or just needing to work on it a little bit more. Who really knows? But we hope to see him improve there. Injuries have limited Brandon Ingram too a little bit and he had that blood clot in his upper body last season which is a very scary thing but again I'm not a doctor but I've read and listened to doctors and they say that this blood clot being in his upper body versus his lower body is significantly better. He had surgery, kind of took care of everything with it and said he's pretty close to being able to return to basketball activities. He hasn't been doing shooting, but he's doing a lot of lower body activities, some ball handling, and he's close to getting back to normal workouts. 
I got asked this on WWL radio yesterday. If there was concern about it, I don't know if the Pelicans make this deal. If they think this could end his career or be something that becomes reoccurring, I don't know if they're going to make this trade for Anthony Davis, given how huge of a part of it Brandon Ingram truly was. So I think from that, you'll see that he ends up being okay and likely not really going to have much of an impact, at least in terms of that injury with everything. Josh Hart's the other guy that we will look at. We'll do this in the next segment, kind of break everything up. We'll talk about him and Derek Favors. But before we get to that, don't forget, subscribe to the Locked On Pelicans podcast here Monday through Friday for the most part. We slow it down in the offseason, breaking everything down for you that you want to know about this team. There's a lot. It's really exciting. It sounds like the 15-man roster is going to be set barring any unexpected moves. That's pretty cool to hear. We know this team and what it's going to be going forward. So learn more about it. Keep up to date with everything New Orleans Pelicans here with the Locked On Pelicans podcast, and you can subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. So the Pelicans also unveiled Josh Hart along with Derek Favors, but let's focus on Josh Hart here. Already a fan favorite in New Orleans, the guy who immediately changed his Twitter avatar, really embraced New Orleans and the trade from the get-go. That's something you don't normally see here, or at least in a small market city. And to see someone do that is a really good feeling. It's made him a fan favorite. Also just seems like a very fun dude in general, someone you can easily root for. He's a big video game guy, streams all the time. Very cool to see. He has his own podcast as well. So very fun guy, very open, and I think it's the type of guy that becomes a fan favorite, particularly when you do embrace the city like he did. It was his second year last year, and it was a bit of dip in form from him, shooting only 33% from deep, but he shot closer to 40% his rookie year and showed off kind of a 3 and D mindset. A guy who's a very good role player can be a spot starter for you, and it's just a valuable piece to have. The really cool thing is that immediately when he was traded, he reached out to David Griffin and said, please don't trade me. I know you can get a lot for me, um, but I want to be in New Orleans and I want to be there. And David Griffin said that that was something that really stood out to him. He wants people that buy in and are, as he puts it, all the way in. Josh Hart immediately after trade calling the GM and going, don't trade me. I want to be here. I want to play for your team is very cool. And that's going to get him bonus points with David Griffin, particularly because it sounds like he means it. So this is a guy who can shoot well, who can space the court, can play some defense. That is a very valuable piece. Uh, talking about the city, Josh Hart said, I think it's an amazing place, a place where you where people enjoy going to work here every day. You can see the potential. It's something you want to be part of and grow with regarding your organization. Awesome. That is exactly what you want to hear out of this guy. Again, big fan, favorite already, hasn't even played a minute for the Pelicans. Derek Favors also introduced. This is a very cool story because they were moving on from him in Utah no matter what, but they did right by him and kind of let him pick the destination that he wanted to go to. They could have waived him, then someone on waivers could have picked him up, but instead, they just decided to make the trade, send him to a destination that was his preferred one, which was here in New Orleans. And it sounds like David Griffin had reached out and they really you know, expressed that he's who they wanted and they wanted him here. And it sounds like David Griffin has thought of this guy, Derek Favors, very highly since his time with the Cleveland Cavaliers. 
Derek Favors said, you know, it means a lot to think that David Griffin sees untapped offensive potential in him, that he's going back to playing his more natural position of center and really brings an absolute ton to this team. And now, you know, they here's what he said is they called and said I had untapped offensive skill sets and I was excited by that. I thought this was a great fit for me. He wanted to come here to New Orleans. Those are the type of players the Pelicans are looking for, guys who will really buy in and give their all, something that Derek Favors did over in Utah and said they had a team of guys that were willing to sacrifice because it was for the good of the team. That is a valuable uh, person to have. David Griffin also went on to say that basically he played out of position. Uh, particularly in a league that's gone smaller. He's an elite defensive rim protector and someone who can do a lot of things to kind of change the game. That untapped offensive potential, they said, is because his synergy numbers look very good in transition. He shoots well early on in the shot clock, and you're going to give him even more opportunities to do that here in New Orleans. So yeah, there is untapped potential there, and I think they're very excited to see it. So that was the introductory press conference. No huge takeaways from there other than maybe David Griffin saying, this is our team. The team now has waived Christian Wood the other day, officially signed J.J. Redick. Uh, Melly is going to be, Niccolo Melly is going to be signed very soon with the room exception. This is the team you would assume Kenrich Williams is going to be making it. No big surprise. David Griffin said, this is probably the team, you know, nothing's for certain unless something kind of unexpected happens, but this is the roster they're going to feel comfortable going into training camp and the regular season with. Very cool. You guys kind of know your new New Orleans Pelicans team right now. We've seen numbers. We've seen how everyone's going to be playing, maybe where they're going to be playing as well. But this is what it's going to be. Should make you feel good about that. Now the, the, the organization can really get to work kind of building chemistry, figuring out what they want to do, and learning how they kind of all play together going forward and how to best train these guys too because that is a big focus of everything this offseason. So your 15-man roster is your newest Pelicans are unveiled. J.J. Redick was announced, hasn't been unveiled. Again, Melly will be officially announced very soon. That's about all that's left in the offseason for New Orleans. So before we get to some random collection of news around the league, don't forget, subscribe to the Locked On Pelicans podcast. But we've got the live show coming up Sunday around 4 p.m. Twitch.tv slash NOLA underscore Jake. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be doing this regularly. So please tune on in. Send me your questions. We will answer them live for you in the moment. We get to answer a lot of these. We'll be doing it throughout the show. We have a couple fun segments planned, too. Uh, get, get you're going to see some names and faces you haven't heard of or thought of in a long while. So I'm excited to break that out. We're going to have a lot of fun with it. Be doing these regularly, rotating group of guests with me during the show, more interactive than any other kind of experience you're going to be able to get. So make sure you tune in to the live stream we've got going on this Sunday, 4 p.m. Central, twitch.tv slash NOLA underscore Jake. So before we wrap up the show today, a couple more things to talk about. J.J. Redick, again, officially announced that was the big thing yesterday. I do want to mention from the press release as I pull it up here because I clicked off of it by accident. You guys are here almost live in the moment with me. Uh, they said, they talk about kind of his three-point shooting, what he does, his on-court resume, all of that. And here's the quote from David Griffin in the press release. Quote, however, it was his desire to dive into the role of mentor and veteran leader that spoke most directly to us and has us most excited about our future together. 
That's a pretty cool quote that he is buying into being that veteran leader and mentor to these young guys, particularly the strong Duke contingent that the team has. I think that's a very important thing. His on-the-court ability is also very good, but that off-court stuff, yes, definitely what you want to hear from David Griffin and that he buys into that role and you don't need to really twist his arm about it whatsoever. So some Anthony Davis move uh, news, and we're not going to be talking much about him anymore, to be honest, just because there isn't a need to since he's officially a Los Angeles Laker and wearing the number three. However, he uh, was out there giving an interview with ESPN and Rachel Nichols after all of that, and they flat out asked him, are you going to re-sign with the Los Angeles Lakers? And he was non-committal about this. And it's kind of interesting. And you can read this one of two ways. Um, and maybe it's a mix of both. So maybe you can read it multiple ways and it's all the same way. There's no reason for him to be committal to the Los Angeles Lakers. Obviously, they're going to offer him the max money they can, but you still want to put some pressure on the team to keep improving and maybe trade some of the other guys that they acquired to put a better product on the court for fear of maybe AD bolts. You don't want that front office whatsoever to get kind of complacent. So I think it has something to do with that too. I think it also is AD trying to really still save a little bit of face that he didn't have his heart set on Los Angeles this whole time. When they asked him about that, he said, well, I never said it was LA. The Lakers are the team I wanted to trade to. A lot of people just kind of assumed and inferred Dude, we all know you wanted to go to the Lakers. It's okay. Just own it. This is a guy who is just incapable of doing that. And I think it's his way of kind of trying to deflect the criticism that comes with that. No, I didn't necessarily want to go to the Lakers. And now that I'm here, it wasn't my one only and only destination. So I don't know if I'll sign. It's just... Again, you guys get it. We've talked about it to death. I'm sure you feel the same way. It's just kind of odd. But I think it's a lot of that too. It's just him trying to make himself look better by kind of lying about it, even though those lies are very see-through and it's very obvious. So finally, in news today with the Pelicans, they had some 2K unveilings in terms of ratings. And I'm not a 2K guy, really. Um, I'm a big video game guy, but not 2K for whatever reason. Zion Williamson coming in as the highest rated rookie. He's an 81. Sound too high, too low? Just right? They unveiled the top 20. Um, I think 88 is the lowest in the top 20. So he's not horribly far from that. I don't quite know how the ratings work or anything like that. Um, You had Anthony Davis coming in at 95, 94. Uh, You also had LeBron James and Kawhi Leonard, the top rated players as a 97. I don't think an 81 is bad for Zion, particularly with that struggling shot we saw in the first game of summer league so we will see but overall that's where he falls in drew holiday not in the top 20 so according to 2k he's not a top 20 nba player but i don't know if they really value defense a whole lot when it comes to video games and maybe you just look at the offensive numbers so that's kind of the news from around the league and with the pelicans here in the wednesday edition of locked on nba and that's going to do it for this edition of locked on nba again don't forget about the live stream sunday 4 p.m you're going to hear me say this the rest of the week as we really promote that it's going to be a lot of fun so tune into that please subscribe to the podcast we're here monday through friday breaking down everything you want to know about this franchise leave a five-star review if you get the chance as well would really appreciate that. So thank you all for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with you all tomorrow.